investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 60 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So over the last month or so, there's been plenty of discussion regarding investors, but also renters as well, particularly with the way vacancy rates are currently sitting, um, interest rates, all that sort of thing. So we thought we'd have a look at, um, and a lot of investors have been considering their position within the marketplace with some of the the discussions around um, rental caps, that sort of thing as well. So some of those um, discussions that we've been having with investors have been, should I retain my property? Um, if I should sell it, um, what what works do I need to carry out? And if I continue to hold it, what works do I need to continue to, um, to carry out? And then, so therefore, should the works be focused, if you are going to carry out work to a property, should they be focused on um, needs of what a, a tenant or a renter would want? or needs of, from a resale perspective, what a buyer might want. And they can be two very different things. So it got me thinking, is now a good time um, to be renovating a property? And there's obviously a number of considerations that need to be made when making this decision. And I thought we could go through some of those today and look at a couple of um, case studies that that we've um, dealt with fairly recently, because I think when we're talking about whether to renovate now, we need to have those case studies to be quite current. So we'll go through those towards the end of the podcast. So first up, um, I guess one of the key considerations to make is can I actually afford to renovate now? And obviously costs have, have blown out quite considerably in the last few years. Um, from a construction perspective, it's it's not easy to build at the moment. Um, and the cost of doing so with materials, labor, that sort of thing is, has increased significantly. So that really needs to be factored in um, when making making that decision. Do I have the budget to carry out works? Obviously, with uh, increasing interest rates and those sorts of things, people have had to to tap into savings for um, for those sorts of purposes in different circumstances. So, am I actually able to use the funds that I might have saved up um, to actually carry out the works at the moment? Um, or perhaps am I better to do some now and perhaps a little bit late, some others later on? So, could I paint now and then in a few years' time, could I replace the carpets or vice versa, depending upon the needs? Um, so all these things need to be to be taken into account. And, and one of the other things that I think people really need to consider is if I am going to do these works, can I do them properly? Because you don't want to do works that are half-baked and then find out um, in a year or two's time that you've basically got to redo them again um, at greater expense. So if you're going to do these sorts of works, it doesn't mean going to excessive lengths in terms of expense, but you need to make sure that you're doing them for the right reasons and doing them properly properly. Which leads me to my next one. Why am I actually going to renovate? What's the purpose of doing the renovation? There's no point in renovating just for the sake of it. There needs to be a benefit at the other end. So is the purpose to improve the property for sale purposes? So am I trying to build up the value of the property um, for when I do get to the point of of putting it on the market? So what are buyers' expectations at the moment? Where do I need to to improve the property? Or am I looking at um, carrying out works to re-lease? So again, then it's what what are the tenants' expectations? What do they need? And also, what do I need to take into account with some of the the changes that have come into play over the last couple of years in regards to the Residential Tenancies Act? Um, And there's greater expectations. So you'll need to focus on those sorts of things as well. So what's the purpose of the the renovation is is a really... Um, important aspect and they do differ from sale purpose to rent purpose. So if we look at each of those, if I'm looking at 
um, carrying out works for a sale, as I said before, it's far more focused on the presentation of the property. So you tend to find when when carrying out works for sale purposes, the things where you get greatest bang for buck are paint, floor coverings, window furnishings, light fittings, tapware, that sort of thing. You can get really strong return on investment. But I also need to understand the market that I'm trying to pitch that property at. So is it likely to be a um, even though it may it's been an investment property, is my likely buyer to be another investor, um, or in the current market, is it more likely to be um, a first home buyer, second home buyer, that type of market? And in that instance, um, there might be a greater expectation of fit out and, and quality of um, of standard of property, and therefore spending money on those those aspects could be beneficial too. From a rental side of things, where am I best to go? Well, if you're going to be holding the property for a longer term, and chances are if you're going to be renovating a property for for greater rental return, you're going to hold the property for a longer period of time. So there's probably more going to be more benefit to carrying out a bit more of a substantial work. Um, so it may need a new kitchen or it may need a new bathroom or there may be greater expense in those areas that are going to get you a, a greater benefit long term and you'll get continued benefit, not just for the first tenant that you put in, but for, for future tenants there as well. Um, and you also, um, if you are going to retain, as I said before, need to make sure that you're complying with the increased rental standards that are required nowadays. Our next one is... What does the market, which I guess we've, we've looked at, but we'll just expand on a little bit further, what does the market actually want for each of those sale purposes? So from a sales perspective, because as I said earlier, we are now starting to see um, costs blowing out and limited builder availability, in the current environment, there's a real want and need for things to be happening and I need what I want right now, as opposed to I could perhaps do that myself down the track. People don't tend to have, particularly first and second home buyers, they don't tend to have the appetite to do works themselves. Whereas perhaps in the past, there's been a bit more of a, well, I'll get into a, um, a property that needs a bit of love. I'll put my own touches onto it with my own style of renovation. We tend to find now that particularly first home buyers, they'd rather put their own stamp on a property with the way they style it, the way they furnish it themselves, but they don't necessarily want to have to go through the process of carrying out the um, the renovation themselves. So it's important if that's the market that you're pitching to from a sales perspective, that the work is done and that they can move straight in and put, that, um, put their own touches on it with the furnishing. And from a rental perspective, um, particularly for instance in the apartment market where um, there's a lot more competition um, from more modern apartments and older style apartments need to there, therefore be able to keep up with that. So they need to have um, a, a modern kitchen, a modern bathroom, modern facilities and you need to be aware of, of what's happening with your owner's corporation to make sure the common areas are also presenting really well. So that's gardens, stairwells, those sorts of things to keep those lifted, listed as well. Um, and that's just a matter of attending your um, AGMs and, and making sure you're having a say in, in what's being done at the properties as well. Um, so what are some of the risks in carrying out works at the moment? Well, as we've said all along, the cost blowout is probably the greatest risk. Um, when you're selling, for instance, if you're going to spend a dollar, you want to be getting probably at least $2 in return. And if costs start to blow out, there's a risk that you may not be able to achieve that and you may end up spending a dollar to get a dollar or worse still, spending a dollar to only get 50 cents. So you want to make sure that you, you've budgeted correctly and that you are going to get a, a really good return on investment. 
Um, the other risks are timing. Uh, because it's not easy to get a builder at the moment, um, you may find that a property can sit vacant for a period of time because you're not able to, to get a builder in there to do the works in a timely manner. So again, planning is really important in that element. Because if you if you plan out, you get your quotes and things organised prior to the property becoming vacant, hopefully you can have the, the works done in a fairly timely manner and then either get it on the market or get it for sale or get it on the market for rent um, fairly quickly so that you don't have too much time during there. Um, the other one is obviously funding. As I said before, the interest rate pressures that are in place, it may mean that you don't have as much equity as previously thought and therefore um, the savings may have to come from elsewhere um, or potentially um, borrowing further. So just make sure that it's it's going to be workable and if you are borrowing further that you're factoring in potential further interest rate rises. Um, hopefully they're, they're coming to an end, but there's still obviously a chance that we could see another one or two before the end of this year. So they're the main points that I wanted to talk about. So let's, before we summarise today's podcast, I'll just go through a couple of case studies that we've, as I said, we've had in recent times. First one was for a, um, a client that um, had decided that they did need to sell their investment property. It was a single story villa unit, um, but it was a little bit unique in that it was on its own title rather than having common property. So that was um, that was quite beneficial for this property. It was a bit dated internally. It had been let go. The tenant had been there for a fair period of time and was very happy with the property in, in its condition at that stage. But in order to sell, it needed to be lifted. Now, the, um, the owner of this property budget was a little bit restricted, but even if it hadn't been, I, I think the advice would have still been the same. We wouldn't have done significant renovations. So we decided that really all we needed to do was to paint it throughout, um, replace the carpet in the hallway, the bedrooms, the lounge room. We put some new light fittings in as well. The bathroom was where we probably focused most attention because it needed it. Um, the it needed we painted the tiles because they were a sort of a beigey, creamy colour, um, which was a bit dated. We sprayed the bath as well to to make it a nice neutral white. The shower base had leaked a bit, so it, it had dropped. So we needed to get a bit of work done under the under the floors and lifted it back up. Uh, put a new shower screen on and then put new taps and a new vanity unit in. So that was where the bulk was, but. It wasn't actually a significant renovation. It was more of an upgrade. Uh, and then externally, we did some tidying of the gardens and some external painting on um, eaves and trim work, that sort of thing. So prior to the works being done, we'd had valuation assessments done on the property at around $850,000. The works cost about $30,000 to do. Um, and in the end, when we did sell, go through the process of selling the property, it hit a million, just over a million dollars. So very much beneficial, worth doing. Um, and we didn't go overboard. And so what happened during the sale campaign was we had people that were interested in the property that were planning to move in and live in it as is. The eventual purchaser was planning to do that, but after 12 months, they were going to gut the kitchen and, and put a new, uh, open that up and, and new floor coverings and a brand new um, benches and that sort of thing. So we managed to engage with both buyer profiles, created great competition at the auction and got us a really good result. So it was a... Um, it was worth doing um, for that market at the moment. Then another client of ours who um, was undecided whether or not they wanted to keep the property. Now, as many of you will be aware, our preference for our investor clients where possible is to retain high quality investment properties. And this person was probably a little bit frustrated, but certainly um, once we had a discussion and they understood why their property that they did own was absolutely worth retaining, they decided that they would would hold on to it, um, which was great. And it's a, this was a little single-fronted house in Carlton. 
Um, so we looked at the costs to upgrade it, um, and because they were going to um, retain the property, we decided that it was probably better to go that little bit further than what we'd done on this previous unit. Um, and probably go with a little bit higher spec because Carlton can certainly sustain that. And with the demand from tenants, they would certainly want that as well. So it needed a new kitchen, <clears throat> needed a new bathroom. And also the deck out the back was um, had deteriorated a lot. So we needed to replace a lot of the top boards and some of the joists and bearers needed to be fixed up as well. So we, we got that. So the quote came in, it was a little bit higher than what we probably initially expected. So we went through that just to see if there was any way to change it or worth changing it. But we, we agreed that no, it was still worth proceeding even at the slightly higher rate. Um, to give you some background, the property prior to the renovations was leasing for 600 a week um, and had been given a, a value assessment of about $1.2 million. It was a, it's not a big terrace house in Carlton, so many of you will be thinking of oh, terraces in Carlton are worth more than that. It is a small house um, on a small block, but very, um, very well laid out in a really good spot. Um, so it was. Um, we completed the works, uh, which cost us around eighty thousand um, dollars to do that, uh, which increased the rental return up to seven hundred and twenty dollars a week, but also increased the capital value on this property up to about one point four. So, really improved it on a number of fronts. And because and now that they're retaining, it, we had a lineup of people out the door to lease it when it um, once the works were done. So, it's um, it's been really beneficial, um, and they're very happy that they retained the property and did do the works. So I think in summary with um, with the discussion today, from a buyer's perspective, a lot of buyers at present have don't necessarily have the ability to see through dated works. So I think it is beneficial to, to lift these properties and the works where possible are definitely worth doing. Now, things will swing back. It's not necessarily going to be this type of market all the time. It'll get back to a point where people will have an appetite to do work themselves as a buyer. So it's certainly worth keeping an eye on that, but definitely at the moment, um, getting the works carried out is, is worth doing. Um, and from a rental point of view, I think it, it definitely is, and you'll get return on investment. The rental market's really tight at the moment, so you possibly can have a, a slightly less quality, but I think if you're planning to hold your property long-term um, and there's a period and there's a time frame where getting work done is is able to be done at the moment, then it's definitely um, it's definitely a time to do it. But you just need to factor in all of those costings and, and the timing and those sorts of elements when making the decision around when you will do that work. All right. Well, thanks for joining me for episode 60 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. As always, please share the podcast far and wide with friends, family, colleagues, and anyone else who has an interest in, in property. Um, and if you would like to further information on how to make rewarding property decisions, please visit our website, wakeland.com.au. And as always, we wish you the best with your property decisions.